Hey everyone, welcome back to the Being Whole podcast. This week I'm here with my friend Kat Balmas. Kat is the owner of two stores in downtown New Braunfels, Lot 59 and The Local. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and follow them on Instagram because they're always posting such cute stuff and it makes me want to go down to the store almost every day. Speaking of going to the store, I hope that you'll remember to shop local this holiday season. Much of the goods and services that you see provided in the Lot 59 and local are from local artisans that Kat supports. I was fortunate enough to have a book signing at the local and she also sells my book there. Thank you, Kat, for all the support that you give others. Let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, today I am here with my friend Kat Balmas, and I'm really excited for you to listen to our conversation. Um, Kat's actually somebody I met here in New Braunfels, and she has really just been a source of joy for me. Every time I see her, she's got a smile for me, and she's got uh, helpful um, advice in some way, shape, or form. She always tells me what I needed to hear, even if she didn't intend to do it. <laughs> whether you want to hear it or not. Right, whether I want to hear it or not. <laughs> yes, this is true. So so welcome, Kat. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. I'm super glad to be here. I'm honored um, to be a part of this. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm so excited. You, um, you know, just to give everyone a little background, you actually own two businesses here in New Braunfels. And I wanted you to come on just not only to tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what's brought you to this point, but then also to share with us kind of some of the trials and tribulations that come along with owning businesses, especially businesses in a town where you live. So just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself to start off. Okay, well, it doesn't surprise many people, but I did grow up in New Braunfels, um, obvious, the local. Um, we are, I'm humbly a part of a family that is six generations. So my grandfather came over with the first founding fathers, he was one of the first 100. Um, his name was Julius Felker. And um, so in 1845, with that first group, he was here and we've been here ever since. So I am six generations. My daughter is seven generations. And um, so we have deep roots in in New Braunfels and I'm I'm super proud of that um I did graduate from Canyon High School my mom was a career teacher she was there for 35 years wow. her name is Betty Kyle a lot of people in town know who she is um I do have two older siblings uh, two older brother siblings and then my uh, younger sister Jennifer uh, we are all back home now raising our families um I, you know, we all graduated from Canyon because my mom taught there. So we all, we all went there. Um, then we went to college at Austin College in Sherman, Texas, a private little liberal arts school, about 1200 students. Um, my brother went there and then I went and then Jennifer went. So we all kind of have a, a history there. We just loved the small school and we were able to do things there that we couldn't do probably at bigger schools. Like we played volleyball and sports and oh, yeah. studied abroad and, and stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of, you know, um, the beginnings of me. So I've always just been here in New Braunfels, a good old German girl. Uh, the last names are Velker and Wagenfeer. So <laughs> we're very, very German. And then my mom obviously married um, a Kyle, which is Irish. So I'm Irish and German. So clearly I love beer. <laughs> 
Well, you're in a great place to love beer. Yeah. We have a it lot of works. And good festivals, yeah. so that works out well. Well, yeah. it's so, you know, the, the history, and for people who aren't from here, just that it, it is a town steeped in rich history, and there are so many people who have been here, you know, generationally. Um, so you owning these businesses then, and, you know, you working through, you're not only working with people that you've maybe known your whole life, basically, or people who have known you your whole life, but then you're seeing as the town shifts and new people come in. So you've really had a unique experience to watch New Braunfels kind of transform over your whole life, really. Yes. Yes. It's quite interesting. Um, you know, I, uh, get asked a lot, you know, having grown up here, what I feel about the growth and, and all of that. I can tell you that when I left in 1987, um, after graduating from high school, so that means I'm 50 week. Um, I did not think that I would come back and have any kind of career. In fact, um, I loved New Braunfels. I loved growing up here. I had an amazing childhood here, but I did not think in 87 that I would come back. You know, I started my career um, after college in Dallas and then the big cities in Houston. And then um, we can talk about more of that later, but I traveled most of the United States and really didn't know that I would come back um, due to circumstances that we will talk about, I guess. I did find myself back here um, that was unplanned and that was probably at around 2003, I guess, or four. And I was surprised to see some youth that had been, that had established themselves here um, with uh, some good companies that at the time were really able to give, you know, some young people a good career. And so the, the demographic of New Braunfels had changed. And so when I came home thinking it might be just like a little stopover until I got my feet under me again, ended up being going, hey, you know, there's something for me here now. It's, it's changed. It's not this retirement community that it was supposed to be. Um, it's actually growing and changing and dynamic and fun. And so it, it had something to offer me because um, I was very ambitious. Um, I was just having a little hiccup in my life and needed to get my myself okay. And, um, but it gave me something to stay for. So the growth that is happening, I have fondness in my heart for, because I don't think that if it had happened, I would be back here. And I don't think I would have been able to have what I have now or be able to have raised my child here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's such a beautiful way to put it because then you think about the growth that's still happening that I know a lot of people are struggling with here. And it's like, if we could look at it that way is the, is the opportunities then that, that really are coming out of this, right. this changing yeah. space. And for and you, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like some of the things about oh, it. Yeah, like, for sure. Know, like I can't <laughs> go to the river during a Saturday or, you know, it's kind of like all those things that I remember being able to do. And there's so many different things. I'm like, God, I remember when we used to do that. I remember when this was there. And I do sometimes miss those things, of course. but I wouldn't, you know, uh, somebody said, you're either, you're either changing, you're either growing or you're dying, you know, cause change is, is always going to happen. Yeah. And so if you're talking about a community, if you don't, you, you can't stop change. You cannot stop it. Mm -mm. And so if you're changing and you're not growing, then what are you doing? 
You're changing the other way. And I certainly wouldn't have wanted that for new Braunfels. No, no, me either. And it's so, you know, you kind of, you came back to at a time when you, you know, you said you came back at a time where you were finding your footing again. And so you're back here and you were a single mom because you had gone through some difficulty and really trying to figure out what your next step was and where you were going to go with things. And that's something, I mean, what did that take to really decide that you were going to come back here and do that, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't think of it when, at the time I didn't come back for, for purposes of, of, of business. You know, I came back to be near my family. Yeah. And um, so in a nutshell, when I graduated from college, um, I was always in retail and, um, with J crew and then with Abercrombie and Fitch. And so I was higher up in those companies. So, um, I did run stores, but after a while I got into corporate. And so I was traveling a lot. I, I didn't meet anybody that way. I was definitely am still somewhat of a workaholic. Yeah, and, you are. <laughs> but I did, yeah. And so I did meet somebody later. I didn't date a lot. I was definitely loving my job. I loved the career thing, going up the ladder and all of that stuff and lived in some amazing places like Chicago and Washington, D.C. and Minneapolis and um, just some really beautiful, beautiful cities. And I loved I loved being able to go to a new city, not know anybody and to be able to recreate yourself every time. And that happened about every two years. So I was addicted to my job. Then I started kind of like, I did fall in love. Eventually I fell in love with a Texas boy and um, I left the, the business because I couldn't travel as much as I was and have a family. So I did have my daughter, Kate, who now is uh, 19. And, but we went through a tough time in our marriage. We were living in Arizona. Uh, yes, Sedona, actually, oh. um, which is where Kate is born. And we were going through a tough time, had some, some, some obstacles um, come across. And I really tried really, really hard to make that work. And then we ended up moving to Las Vegas for a little bit. That, under the circumstances, was a disaster. So um, I took Kate and we came home for a while just to kind of figure out um, what it was because I knew that it was going to be me. Like if she was going to make it, it was, I was going to have to depend upon myself to figure out a way to provide her with a life that was more stable, that was safe, that was um, filled with love and um, without it being, you know, just this up and down roller coaster. So I separated myself from that, came home and just nestled into my family. My brother was here. He's a lawyer here in town, Matt Kyle. So he was here. My sister wasn't back yet, but my mom and my older brother were also here. And so I was just enveloped immediately with this love. And then of course it was my hometown, right? So some of my friends were still here. I was meeting new people. Um, and Kate and I carved out this little place for us to, um, thrive on our own. This is well before any of the stores. I was working for Matt just to try to get a paycheck and yeah. I loved working for him, but he was my brother, you know, and I, it was weird because I had just left this amazing career mm -hmm. and I was a mom, which I knew was super important, but no one really knew like what I was capable of doing. And right. I, I really, really 
craved um, the the business side of things again. So I was being a mom, but I, I didn't feel a part of anything. I was Betty's daughter and I was Matt's sister and yeah. I didn't have anything of, of, of my own. And that was okay for that time because Kate was most important. It wasn't about me. It never was. And, um, you know, so we, I had to figure out, and I wasn't probably well either. I was definitely going through some trauma Yeah, that, um, I didn't, I didn't realize I knew I was going through and until I got better here, going to some groups and stuff like that, the, you know, and I owe it all to those groups. Um, I finally found the strength to, 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 to branch out and, and start something on my own. Yeah. And I think, and thank you for really talking through that because I think too, just, you know, admitting that that was the space that Kate needed you in. And that was, you know, that's a hard space that I think a lot of times, just even as mothers to, to recognize, you know, you want to give everything for your children, but it's okay to recognize and admit that there's part of you. Then if you were thriving in your career, you had this excitement, it's okay to then also say, I miss that part, or I want that part or that spark, or even how you said, like, there's just this piece of you that people didn't know, and they didn't get to see. And so you kind of working through that and finding groups that could help you find your own footing again, then really set you up for this position where then you could allow yourself to step back into some of those career areas that you're now thriving in, you know? And so it's just such a a wonderful thing that you were able to lean in on your family during those times and have that support because I can't, I can't even imagine if you wouldn't have been able to give your creative and business gifts to the world because you help so many people with them. Well, you do, you need those people to kind of kick you in the butt too. I think my family allowed me to walk you know, um, you know, waddle in my, my misery for a little bit. Uh, they knew what I was capable of doing and what I had just accomplished in my career. And, um, they saw me, um, struggling to, um, get my confidence back and, you know, those, those mean demons get in your head. And, um, you know, when you're not well, they say, you know, what you did before was a you know, was, was not real. You're not, you weren't, that was, you were lucky, you know, um, you're not capable of really doing that again. Um, I mean, the, the voices were real and, um, that's where I needed help because, um, I didn't trust that I could, um, get out there and risk failing because I had already failed in my mind. I had already failed in, that part, like the marriage part. And, um, I was mad at myself that I couldn't fix that because I could fix everything else. You know, I was good at everything else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's that shame. And then it's, you're transferring it because you, you, you are, you were good at everything else. And so you're like, why can't I fix this one piece? Because, you know, most people who get married don't do so to get a divorce, you know? No, no. And I was always, I was definitely in the, in the world where like, what's wrong with me? You know, like, what did I do wrong? And, um, and, you know, then you move back here because you're one of where you're on your family, but you know, they know you, everybody knows you and they know that you're, they know that you're, you're, you're back here without your, your husband and, um, and they, you know, they care about you, but at the same time, you know, they're like, oh, cats, you know, what happened and da, 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 da. And I had to just kind of, eventually I just kind of forgot all about that. So you almost had to, because then you were in this space where again, you didn't, you, you're not Betty, just Betty's daughter. You're not just Matt's sister, but you're trying to be like, okay, I'm cat and you may know me, but now this is a whole new space that you're getting to know yourself in and you're 
Yeah. Identifying. So what did, you know, when you finally started to get a little more settled and get your feet underneath you, what kind of was the catalyst for you deciding just to go for it with opening up the businesses? <laughs> Uh, you know what, that was, that's a really great question. Um, you have to remember that when, okay, so I have to add a little bit. Okay. So we did get, we were separated when I moved back. Right. Um, he did move back here. Um, uh, my, my husband at the time, we were not divorced yet. So he kind of followed us back really wanting it to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I, we had already, Kate and I had settled settled you know we were here and we had our own little house and I was working and Kate was going to school and we were good well he comes back and um, had started getting his life back together and um, like so many do you know you want to try to keep the family together you want it to work and so I did give it another shot and um, so during that time we he and I opened up a business where lot 59 is right now called yeah called Junkology and it was, it was awesome. It was a bit before its time, I think, but it was very industrial salvage and all of that stuff. Well, that was probably not the wisest thing for me to do <laughs> because, it, uh, you know, we, we clashed in our marriage and of course we were going to clash in our business too. So it did last for a bit. I'm super proud of what we did there for a while, but it definitely didn't fix the things that were broken mm-hmm. before. And so long story short, that, that didn't that didn't continue. So when we decided to get divorced, um, you know, I was very adamant about wanting to move forward with a type of business. And I just said, you know, you do that, you take that, I'm going to take this. And I, I moved forward with where lot 59 is. So lot 59 is the new business that is the beacon of, of the beginning of my kind of, I guess, rebirth a little bit Mm -hmm. of my confidence and the catalyst would have been my brother. Um, we went somewhere to eat dinner or something. And I was, I was weepy a little bit. I was weepy because we had tried again and it didn't work. And then it was all messing up and everything was a mess. And I, and he goes, well, what do you want? You know, this is my brother. Like, what do you want? And then I told him and he goes, well, then why the hell aren't you doing it? Mm. You know, it's like, what, what's keeping you from doing that? We're all here waiting for you to yeah. pull yourself up and out and, you know, yeah, that was it. Honestly, that was it. Yeah. Okay, I mean, my well, family, my sister, everybody is super, <laughs> super like they're, we, they don't let us wallow long. I can tell you that in our family. It's like, we'll get, all right, we've, we've seen enough. It's time. Hey friends, I'm hosting a free masterclass on boundaries and I'd love to see you there. Boundaries used to be my biggest challenge. I've spent much of my academic life working to understand boundaries because they don't come naturally to me. I have to work every day to ensure I set healthy boundaries that make me feel seen, heard, and valued. It is not easy, but it has been one of the most rewarding things that I've done for myself and for my relationships. So here are some reasons that I do this work. Setting boundaries can make me incredibly anxious to the point that my voice shakes and I sound angry because I'm uncomfortable. It used to take me days for me to regulate my nervous system because boundary setting was so triggering. I've often had shame, guilt, and fear after setting boundaries because I internalize the reactions of others. I don't want anyone to be upset. And even as I become upset and frustrated, I still don't set good boundaries. That contributed to resentment, frustration, and burnout. The bottom line is that I didn't value myself enough to realize that I needed boundaries. I put the wishes of others above my own due to low self-worth. 
I convinced myself that I didn't even have needs that mattered. So I want to offer you one gentle reminder. People pleasing hurts you and you are very valuable. So please do not engage in that self-harm. I don't want you to suffer as long or as hard as I did. I want you to find peace in your relationships because you are finally showing up as yourself and asking for what you need. So again, there's no shame if you're struggling. Healing is hard work and boundaries are really difficult for most people. But you already know that you can do hard things. So let's change that narrative and dig in a bit. Join me on November 30th at 6 p.m. Central Time for the Becoming a Boundary Badass Masterclass. Click the link in the show notes below this episode or DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the link to sign up. Now let's continue with Kat. But that's so good because they're not saying, okay, no, get over it. Don't wallow. They're saying, yep, sit in it, feel that. But then now let's move through it. This isn't going to fix itself. You're going to have to figure it out. Right. So I love that. I love that. That was just kind of the kick that you needed. Oh man. No, you look right at me with gritted teeth. I'll never forget it. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what, you know, but that's what we all do need people in our life. You know, it's not just about the people will be like, yes, you can do it. It's like, you need the people who say like, yes, you can do it. So do it. No, I I love a good (laughs) kick in the butt. It's good. Yeah. It doesn't always feel good at the time, but then yeah, no, it's okay. not very good, but it does, it does come around. So, so you yeah. have lot 59 and that's, you know, that's honestly one of the first places that I fell in love with you in too, is just being able to go in the store and see the different things that you had. So then what makes you, you know, have one store and then decide that you want a whole other project to open up the local, which is just, yeah. So really fun story. So the uh, lot 59 is kind of my heart. You know, if you, if you know me, there's a little bit of, uh, I'm a little bit of schizophrenic, (laughs) you know, so I have this very hippie kind of side to me. That's very natural and very kind of earthy and trippy. (laughs) And then there's another side of me that is, um, uh, I understand retail. Like I've been doing it for 32 years. I've been, that's all I know. I know how to build a brand. That's all I did with ANF um, and with other businesses. So I knew and from experience what I needed to do to have something much bigger than what, what lot could give me in terms of square footage and in terms of visibility, right? Because it's behind the WeSatch. I love the store. I still love it. But when this store when the local became available it was almost fate because I was looking for a a space to open up something new but nothing was happening so I was being very patient Mm -hmm. and literally how it happened was you know just fate it was just uh just ridiculous actually how it happened and I immediately um I didn't know that the person that was here before was was leaving and she actually walked into the store one night and I happened to be there and she goes, Hey, do you want these mannequins? And I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, well, I'm, I'm leaving that store. And I'm like, um, hold it. I'm like, who's taking over. And she's like, I don't know if he's, if he's gotten if he's signed something new. And I said, it's Ron. And he goes, yeah, she goes, yeah. So I called Ron. I didn't know him. I got the number and I just, I got on the phone and I said, Ron, I don't know what your plan is. I need five minutes. I said, just give me five minutes. And he knew me enough uh, to say, okay, come meet me at, at Krause's. And so I, I did a five minute pitch to him and, um, and it turned out okay. He I was mean, about to sign some else was, I, I took it from somebody. No, I've always been forever grateful to the Snyder family for um, giving me the opportunity. They didn't know me when I, when I went in there and, and mm-hmm. you know, so I'm super grateful. 
But that's just a testament to you for going for it too. Again, you know, for just, you know, deciding that you were going to say, Hey, yeah, give me a shot. Let me tell you what I can do. Yeah. Because the spot that, that you've created. And for those of you who aren't in New Braunfels, I just really encourage you to go follow um, the local on Instagram and you'll see what Kat means when she says she knows how to build a brand. When you walk <laughs> in this store, you it's the feeling, you know, it's like you just walk in and it just feels like a fun, cool place. You feel that energy and it is through your creation and you just have that view and that vision where you are able to put together spaces that that you know you want to exist in it's like I don't only want to shop there I just want to hang out there (laughs) yeah I mean I think people uh who build stores or whatever they need to you know shopping is entertainment yeah you know it is an inner it's a choice that we make as as people you can go to the movies you can go to you know a bar or whatever, or you can go shopping. Sometimes it all mixes in together, which is really cool too, but it is a choice and it's an activity, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at things that you choose to do for entertainment, you're looking to have fun. Yeah, You're looking, it shouldn't be, you know, a chore. And so when you build up an atmosphere is you want to hit all of those senses, all of those senses that build endorphins inside of you, without really realizing it right so you should it's very subliminal it's you should smell it should smell good the music should be happy the things that you touch should be soft and and cozy the 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 colors should be happy and um the people good grief the people have got to love where where they need to be they should look good and they should they should um dress well and they should um authentically be what you're selling and um then all of that together builds builds that 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 brand and um yeah so every i we try to hit every point i teach the girls i'm like everything has to be don't miss a thing the music's got to be the right the right volume um you know, so but I it's love fun. how you you've done such a good job too with the people that you've hired because you just said you know who are authentically and you do you feel it you walk in I know the people that you hire and they're all great I love going in there and just chatting with yeah. them okay. you know not distracting them from their work I would never do that um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think like that just also speaks to you are you know you mentioned earlier a little bit of a workaholic and yes you are I mean me too. But so given that, but you know, you're so passionate about this. This is what you love. This is what you enjoy. So then that makes it almost kind of harder to step away from sometimes too. Yeah. Because so, so how do you, how do you say you do that? You know, how do you find any space for yourself, especially when you are in retail? I mean, you know, coming up on the holidays again, you are just so all in with different things. And then even after the holidays, you have to go to shows to prep for the next cycle. So how do you even begin to separate out this busy, exciting, energetic space, but then finding time for yourself or, or stepping away? I I don't do it well. I'm getting better at it. The older I get, Um, you know, in retail, nothing ever closes, you know, I mean, you, the doors might close or whatever, but you're always, you know, looking at numbers and you're always preparing for the next day. Um, it's we're, I mean, this store is open seven days a week. So even when I'm off or gone, I'm looking at numbers or I'm answering questions or, you know, the, the girls are texting me about something that they need, which is fine. You know, thank God I, I do love it. It is, it is, it is not very natural for me. So I don't, really look at it the same way somebody would look at it on a Sunday going, Oh, I have to work from, you know, and then I get, to, I can't wait till Friday, you know, it, I, you know, it's just never, my lifestyle has always been, 
it's always on. Um, but I do get tired and I do get, I can usually tell my barometer is, is when I can't create something like when I can't, when I can't sit down and go, okay, I need to do this for this. I need to think about how this is supposed to be this way. And it just doesn't come real easily. Um, that means my brain, my brain is tired. My create, my creative juices are, are lacking wow. and um, my energy, um, not only um, physically, but also mentally is just spent. And so I usually have to just go away. Um, you know, I love going places with my daughter, Kate, you know, she is so fun and, um, we just have such a ball together that that is certainly a respite for me. Um, I do like going places by myself too. Um, that probably stems from all the years that I traveled by myself to these different places. And so that is, um, if Kate can't come with me, um, I will go somewhere for five or six days just to get a different change of scenery. It might just be Austin, <laughs> you know, but um, being in a, in a place where I don't have responsibility or I don't need to answer to somebody or I don't need to clean or organize something because I will always procrastinate <laughs> yes. and do something. I don't have OCD, but I do procrastinate um, sometimes by being busy. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. such a so, good thing to yeah. recognize that you do that though. Cause so often people think yeah. like, oh, it's busy all day. Oh no, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely stress eat. So that's something I'm trying to work on. Um, and then I I'm busy. Like I'll, I'll rearrange something. I'm like, I can't be creative until this is all organized. Yeah. So it's just really ridiculous, but I, I do, I am aware <laughs> that it is a thing and I, I try to, to try to stop that. But January, I get away always after holiday. Um, and, um, usually in, uh, August and September is always a good time for me to go away, but the better my, my team is, which is, it happens. It's, they get better and better all the time. The more I get to pull away and give them the, um, ability to, to be, um, to be their own managers. And yeah. that's obviously the goal. The yeah. goal is for me to, as I grow, as I get older, to step back a little bit and train them to take over. So really my job is to choose the things that will keep us moving in the right direction. Yeah. And that I'm just buying, which is happening more and more. You don't see me on the floor as much, which is really my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But there's so much buying that needs to happen. Um, that uh, I'm spending more time doing that. And I, I do, I do love that too. But. Well, I think it's so, you know, you know, not only for you to recognize, like you said, you know, you can tell when your brain, when it just doesn't have the space to let those ideas come in. And yeah. I think that's something that we all need to start to recognize, you know, whenever we're feeling stuck, instead of just thinking, oh, I feel stuck, I feel stuck. Why do you feel stuck? It's probably because your brain actually can't let anything else come in, you know? So sometimes right. taking the steps away or taking that time away, you know, especially when you are into work or you're so into being productive, taking that space can feel like you shouldn't or like counterproductive or oh, I don't have time. But you know this from your own taking that space, that little bit of time, you come back and those ideas are back. Your creativity yeah. is flowing again. And also it always, it, it never fails. That's exactly yeah. what happens. And I have to push myself to get away because um, it's not that I think that it's going to fall apart by, that's not, definitely not what I think. It's just, um, 
just making the decision to go and make the arrangements and, you know, all of that stuff. Cause I am, I'm in a cycle. I know exactly what I do every day. And, and, you know, and, and to stop that sometimes is like, okay, getting back into it is harder than leaving sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that feel that too. Mm. Well, and I think that you didn't, you just hit on so many wonderful things too, you know, what, what we need to be able to do that, or one thing that can help us all do that is to have that support system, you know, not only as your family, like you talked about when you were going through different things or that you have now, but the support system of having this team, this wonderful team that you've curated. And then of also, I just really want to mention, not only do you empower your team to take on these roles and you give them that sense of ownership you empower so many people throughout the community and throughout the area with all of the goods that you sell at the store. And I just really want to highlight that too, and make sure that people know, like, you know, Kat, when she says these things, she, um, you know, allows local artists and different people who have goods to sell them in her store. And she really makes a point to celebrate them and to showcase their work. And I think that that is something that is so important because you you aren't living in this place where, oh, I did this and it's all about me and you can't, you know, you can't be part of it. You are truly trying to say, yeah, look at me go. And do you want to come along with me? <laughs> and- yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, you know, I think the, the idea of, of representing local artists and um, uh, designers, uh, really came from once again my experience um, with traveling the way that I did with ANF and with J Crew and then when I studied abroad for a little while there was to me and uh, in, in, in my growing up years too I love going to like um, artisan shows I love going to you know Grant Park and in, in Chicago when they had all the local artists there and I love going to this festivals and things like that and I always would when I would travel or I when I'd live in a city I'd always try to find something authentic that somebody made that represented um you know, the area, right? So I'm definitely not like a magnet person or a, <laughs> or somebody that needs like, you know, a, a shot glass or something. I want something, I want a piece of art or I want some jewelry or I, a, a pair of ear, you know, some, some earrings or a necklace or um, a card or something, a, a, a mug, like a pottery mug. I love pottery usually. So I, I always look for it. And so I have this collection of stuff at home that is, uh, you know, from my travels, you know, that are made from there. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I know that there are places like that here in New Braunfels when I started the local, but there was something specific that I felt like um, wasn't being met you know, and so when we opened it, you know, I, I de- definitely reached out to some people, but then it was kind of organic. Then as we got bigger or um, I guess more noticed, you know, then artists started calling, you know, and talking, talking to me and without question, other than um, working with these, this team of people that, that I have these girls and, and developing them into um, managers and hopefully owners someday, um, which is a joy. Um, there is nothing like representing a new artist. Uh, what's interesting about artists, um, new artists, young artists is, is that oftentimes they don't realize how good they are yeah. and they're super, super, um, 
uh, they're not real risk takers, you know, like when it comes to selling their goods, right? They are artists. So their, their safe space is creating something on a canvas or something in jewelry, or maybe designing, you know, something on a shirt, right? They are, that's where they, they uh, thrive when it gets to the part where they have to ask somebody to, to evaluate it by paying them or by by putting it up at a show or something they use some of them not all of them some of them pull back because they're worried because they are being evaluated right Right. their work is being evaluated so if nobody what if nobody buys it what if nobody likes it you know so my art where I'm good at that is that part that part is okay I see your gift uh, that is your bliss. My bliss is finding the people that will recognize that yes. and putting that art in a place, in an atmosphere that everybody can see it and have the same joy that I have in looking at that. Um, and that is my art. You know, that's how I feel. I have that. I, I, I know how to surround their art and their designs with every bit of opportunity that it can succeed um, in an atmosphere, I hope that is worthy of that, right? And so, yeah, one of my favorite things is writing those checks every month to these (laughs) artists that have sold something because they're, I mean, think about that. I get such a joy. They are making money doing what they love. Yeah. And, and, and some, and they are getting something that shows them that, it's worthy and that what they love doing actually has value and that they can actually, you know, make money doing that. And and there's nothing like that in the world. It's why I love what I do so much. I'm good at this and it's working, you know, and that isn't that what everybody wants. It's what you want. Yeah. You know, you're living your bliss right now and there's nothing like it in the world. I mean, uh, and not many people get to do it. Trust me. I am absolutely thankful and grateful every moment um, that I'm getting to do what I, what I do. There were many times in my life in many years that that wasn't the case, but I very much am aware that I'm living the dream that I wanted, uh, to have, uh, for myself and for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I am always, always grateful, very grateful. Can Sometimes I-, I just don't, you know, obviously feel I don't, I'm not worthy of that. Well, I think that that's the thing is that the work that you put into it and the intention that you put behind everything. And then just with your open heart with that, it's that, yes, you know what? I don't only want this magic for myself. I want to make sure, as you said, you want to have other people finding their bliss and then you recognizing the joy that that brings you. And so it does just create this wonderful, wonderful cycle that allows people to continue to create and to really have a livelihood with that because you're right so often that's such a difficult space when you're you're pouring your heart out to something or you know you are attached to the things that you're creating that it can feel like a personal rejection if you don't know how to market it or if somebody you're not sure where even is the space that somebody would want to find it and you have such a gift of showing of like you said taking those goods or taking those products or taking these these beautiful things that people create and finding the audience that's going to appreciate them and yeah. you know that's just such a, an empowerment that I think you are just giving such a beautiful gift. And then that gift just keeps on giving, right? Because then that inspires other people to create more because that stuck feeling we were talking about, you help 
creative people get out of that stuck space because you're kind of taking away this other pressure off of them by helping them find these spaces to share their gifts. Right. So I just like, yeah, rarely, rarely does everybody, you know, have all the threats checked, you know, I mean, I don't paint like Sarah or Courtney, you know, I would love to paint. I don't do, you know, fiber art, like Kristen, uh, you know, at seven summers at lot 59, um, the same glass of Marta, Marta Lou, uh, Marta Hinkle at lot 59. Um, I mean, you know, Nelson with his hats here. I mean, all those things are, I wish I had that, that gift. And, um, so I love being surrounded by it because those are all things that I wish I could do that if I, if I can't, which obviously I can't, then I want to surround myself with it somebody came in the other I often get asked this but like how do you choose like the combination of everything and I'm like if you didn't know me and you walked in this is everything I love yeah (laughs) everything that makes me happy I love plants I love fashion I love books I love hats I love uh, New Braunfels. I love uh, kids, which, you know, the kids section. I love jewelry. Um, I mean, I love pencils and pens and I love journals and, you know, um, wine glasses and champagne. And I mean, it's all those things that just make me happy. And so why not be surrounded by it all the time and sell it? You know? <laughs> but that's awesome I'm I'm gonna use it anyway yeah you know what but that's such a good like think about what you just said you know even on a surface level you know I want to be all these things but I'm not so I'm going to surround myself with the people that are you could have said you could have said I want to be those things but I'm not so I'm going to be jealous of those people or I'm going to be mad at them or I'm gonna but you don't you say, yeah, you know what? So I want to be part of that sparkle and I'm going to bring my own sparkle. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and I think that- well, it's just more fun like that. Good grief. I, you know, and all these people are so fabulous. I mean, they're all friends, you know, we've all become friends and family and, you know, their wins are my wins and vice versa. And, um, you know, it doesn't always work that way. I mean, there's certainly been times where it's like, you know, this didn't work and right. uh, you know what I, we gave it a try and it just, you know, it just didn't work out. And those are not fun conversations to have. So it's not like I hit it out of the park or they hit it out of the park every time. Um, and that those are lessons there too, but but, um, you know, overall, it's just so much more fun when you have a, a group of people that you're all kind of champions for each other. It's mm-hmm. certainly more fun. I'm definitely a Libra when it comes to that. I want everybody to be, want everybody to be happy. You know, I want everybody to be to get along. You know, I don't want any conflict or anything. I don't shy away from conflict. But if there's a way to uh, fix something without um, distress or something that, that, you know, I'm very diplomatic, (laughs) Um, but generally, you know, uh, yeah. So yeah, I just want to be happy. I want everybody to be happy. It sounds so Pollyanna. No, oh, I love that movie. It, 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 it does not Pollyanna, but you know what? It's all about the ways that, you know, you already said it, you have to, you were allowed to wallow. You were allowed to sit with it for a little bit, right? But then you feel that and then you understand, okay, I can sit with this forever or I can figure out ways to move through things. And that's what, you know, that's what the movie Pollyanna, for those of you who haven't seen it, go watch it. Cause that's all that that's about, right? Is that positive yeah. reframing because yeah. things are going to happen to all of us. There's going to be these situations, but it really is. How are we moving through that? How are we going forward? It's like what you said, you know, the change, the growth, 
we can be here for that and we can recognize it's going to happen or we can sit and stay stagnant. And I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want like pond scum on top of my water, you know, <laughs> like I yeah, want to. Yeah, go. exactly. Oh. Yeah. So. You know, um, and I think as you get older, which is what I love about getting older is, is that you start recognizing um, people who are stuck because you're older, right? So when you meet somebody and you're kind of watching them um, and you kind of see the light, like, um, but you're watching them kind of go through a, a rough time um, and you've kind of somewhat been there a little bit. Um, I don't usually go, oh, well, I, you know, this is what happened to me, but you, you know how to help them mm -hmm. kind of pull themselves out of it. And sometimes it's, you know, yes, you can do a book signing or you can, or yes, you know, let's have a meeting or let's, um, yeah, let's, let's go, you know, let's talk some stuff out. You know, you need some advice, you know, or what, yeah, you, you know, are you struggling? What can we, let's talk it out, you know? And, um, you know, I, I love doing that. I don't, I think if I probably had not been <laughs> a retailer, I probably should have probably been a therapist. I kind of think, are to basically everyone who comes in this store anyway. Yeah, well, it becomes that, you know, there's so many times that's one of the reasons why we have couches and lounges in both stores is, is that, you know, they're all, you know, we always have wine. We have, you know, if somebody wants it, I'm like, Hey, I got, I got a, a bottle. If you need to, you know, we can sit on the couch here. And if you ask anybody early on that the true VIPs, the true OGs of lot 59, that is what that store um, is. Uh, it was because I didn't have a team of people. I had, it was me and Jillian and Caitlin. And so, and I was there mostly every day. And so they would come in, they sometimes would stay for two or three hours and we would just sit there and chat on, on the couch. Yeah, they'd buy a few things here and there, but over time it was a place where people would come and gather mm -hmm. and feel at home. And, um, and of course the local is a little bit different because it's busier that way, but it is still that way for some it's people. Still, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you definitely want people to, to come here. Like if they're feeling down, I want this to be one of their choices. Yeah. And I just want to be, I just want to be in the mix. It is, it is. And again, for any of you who aren't in New Braunfels, just even go follow their Instagram page because you'll feel that just from there. It's so fun. And Kat, thank you for, you are so busy and I'm very appreciative that you were even willing to take time to chat with me today. You have so many things just to offer everyone, just in terms of your outlook on life and the ways that you've overcome things and managed and the way that you really just choose to make every day the best of it. You know, you do it, you have stress, you have things that happen, you have so many things going on all the time, yet you're just choosing every day. Okay, how am I going to get through this in a way that I can go to sleep at night and know that I did the best that I could with what I had? And I love that about you so much. And I'm just so grateful to know you. I am grateful to know you and I'm, you know, at the risk of sounding like a mother, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of this. Um, you know, it's, you, it's funny because, you know, doing a podcast was always something that I thought, thought about doing many years ago and here you are doing it and you're doing it right. And there's nothing that makes me happier than, than seeing you on that screen. And I'm like, yes, girl, go, you know, do it. And, um, I'm, I'm, I am a fan and, um, it goes full circle. Yeah. I well, I just, I love you. And I'm so happy that you were able to spend time with us. Thank you again for sharing your of course. Story. Thank you guys, everybody. Thank you everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Here are my takeaways from this episode. Number one, if you're not changing, you're not growing. 
Embracing the changes that are helping you grow as a human in a positive way can be one thing that helps you feel more appreciative to your surroundings. Number two, hard times don't last forever. It's important to allow yourself the time, space, and get help if needed to properly process traumatic situations. Number three, there are things that align so perfectly in life that really do feel like fate. Patience and belief that something good is coming really does pay off. Number four, shopping is really an activity that incorporates all the senses, even subliminally. Take note of how you feel in your shopping experiences and appreciate when a store does it right. Number five, when you burn out, most of your creative energy is stalled. Take some time to rest and recover so you can come back rejuvenated with a new drive. Number six, we all have our gifts and we all can use our gifts to shine a new light on others and their gifts. And when we do this, it's a true unleveling of joy and gratitude. Thank you again for being here today. I'm so appreciative that you listen and take time out of your day to spend with me. Go ahead and share this if you feel inclined and leave a review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks again and have a great week.